Hello, all, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. We are always grateful to all of our listeners. Thank you for tuning in today. We're very excited about this episode. I think we're excited about every episode, but when we have special guests on, it just means that much more. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things I'm really excited to connect with is that our two guests, I feel like we have some similarities between us and we're kind of in the same pool. And and so it's always exciting to connect with people that, uh, you know, are doing similar things and have a similar mindset. So I, I, you know, I just want to jump in and introduce everybody to Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill. Uh, they are they are relationship consultants. That's what they're doing together. Uh, Dr. Glenn is both a marriage and family therapist. He's also a clinical sexologist, which I got to think like a lot of people love the ring, the ring of that. So so welcome to the show, guys. Wow. Well, thank thank you you guys so much for having us. And uh, yeah, you know, I love that you said we have the similarities. I think in age and maybe in years of marriage, we've got you a little bit because we've been married 40 years. That's amazing. That is admirable. Congratulations. Which is a a lot of our story, you know, as far as where we came from. And we were high school sweethearts and went into marriage thinking we had it all together Mm -hmm. and really worked hard to kind of establish that, you know, did all the things, had great, by the time we married, we had great jobs. We had just bought our first house. We had a great car and, you know, we had a lot of support. We thought we had all the things put together that just guarantee a great marriage. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had, we were very, very active in our church. You know, that that was our Mm -hmm. history. We've grown up that way. And so we're very involved in ministry and we just knew that we were on point and nobody yeah. told us otherwise. So yeah. we were blindsided, yeah. to put it mildly. We can relate. Here we are. I've been a marriage and family therapist for 20-something years. And EJ was a therapist. And we like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Two therapists together. Yeah. Like, we're going to rock this marriage. <laughs> right. What in the world? Yeah, I mean, so, no clue. so we, we got hit by it early on when we had our twins and we blended our family. Tara went from zero kids to four kids. How about for for you guys, when when was the moment where it sort of hit you and you're like, oh, wow, this is a a heck of a lot more complex than we than we thought it was going to be. Right. Well, we are overachievers, so we ruined mm. everything on our wedding night. Uh, so we, <laughs> yeah. we, we yeah. want to get ahead of the curve. And it's really true. I mean, our wedding night was a disaster. It was mm. great for me. It's the best 11 seconds of my life. But for Phyllis, it was incredibly disappointing, and she was shocked. And and we had really wrestled, you know, just based on our faith-based positioning to, to you know, be abstinent. Mm. And so oh, yeah. we had saved this whole, you know, tab A and the slot B thing for our wedding night. And yeah. we did that. And again, it's a great moment for me. Uh, but for Phyllis, it was incredible. What just happened? <laughs> Incredibly disappointing, which I was shocked that you were so ungrateful because I'm like, what? Oh, my How can word. you not appreciate what just happened? <laughs> what just, that was 11, that 11 seconds, seconds of wow. glory. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I did not know I'd marry such an ungrateful person. Oh, my word. <laughs> it's very sad. Well, there was a lot. Yeah, truly our honeymoon, I think that because of our background, we had this idea that something truly uh, magical was going to happen, right. something truly spiritual. And in those 11 seconds, that was not it. And so I think I immediately was traumatized by Mm -hmm. it, but didn't know how to say it, didn't know how to express that, didn't know how to communicate anything. And so I just shut down and Mm -hmm. Glenn had no clue what was happening. And, and it just kind of, you know, you get back from the honeymoon 
and everybody just smiles and is super shallow in the sense of nobody really goes, Hey, how are you? We can, we know that it can be really, you know, hard on a honeymoon kind of thing. No one said those things. And so we just smiled along with everybody else and, you know, just said, Oh, it was great. And didn't share what was really happening. Yeah. We hadn't talked to anybody before our wedding, not openly. I mean, we talked about, you know, wedding showers and gifts and, you know, whatever, but we didn't talk about the things that really mattered. Uh, and then, our, I mean, again, our wedding night was so disastrous. We did a lot of water skiing on our honeymoon. Uh, Phyllis figured out if we're on a boat with a whole bunch of other people, ain't none of that stuff happening. Mm, so yeah. uh, that's what we did a lot. Well, and, you know, for both of us, like Glenn left home when he was 14. His dad died when he was eight. Wow. I left home at 17. You know, we just didn't realize that all that stuff affects you, that yeah. all that stuff right. really sets you up horribly. And Glenn, from an early age, was dealing with a lot of psychological disorders. He didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. And those all came out like rushing out when we moved in together after we got married. And all of a sudden, like this whole world became really complicated for us. And, you know, I began to see things that I didn't understand and Glenn saw things he didn't understand. And, you know, it was just right away, like we were lost in it all. And we thought we were doing really well. Like we thought we had set ourselves up for success, but we didn't understand anything really. Like when it came to our backgrounds, the trauma from our backgrounds, right. and then the honeymoon being traumatic was the blow, the, the final blow. And and yeah. nobody tells us that the person we're going to fall madly in love with is going to actually trigger our deepest suffering. Mm. What? Well, <laughs> and then yeah, how do you exactly. even, and then what do you do? Because you have these expectations and what, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I hear that. Yes. So when did when did you guys start to work on it or figure it out or like, you know, did it just kind of roll on autopilot for a long time? Like, how did your yeah. story evolve? Yeah, I would say autopilot's probably a good word. Like, we just started yeah. doing the things, yeah. and one day turns into a week, a month, a year. And so it was probably almost two years in, and we got pregnant right away, which was never our intention. Mm-hmm. We were going to be one of those people who waits five years. Yeah. And, you know, that didn't happen. And so that just added another layer. And so about two years in is when we finally had a close friend couple that we just started talking to. And of course, found out that I wasn't broken, Mm. that actually this was pretty common. And then we were like, what? You're kidding. Like other couples go through this. Are you kidding me? Because we just thought everybody was perfect and happy and that we were just the ones who were damaged and broken. Mm. And then when we started talking about it and realized Oh, we just didn't have a clue. And with a little bit of education, a little bit of honesty, then all of a sudden we realized, wow, this changes everything. And just even having that realization that I wasn't broken kind of changed the hopelessness to having hope. Mm -hmm. And then we went on kind of a journey of figuring this stuff out. Now, Glenn was a lot more, he's always been the scientist, always been very curious and a reader, just read everything where I was like, no, thank you. I don't, I don't want to know any of what you're reading. I don't want to understand it. 
And I, th- I think I was in a survival mode for many, mm. many years before what he was learning started making more sense to me. Yeah, especially because sex was so difficult, so painful, both physically and emotionally. Uh, for Phyllis, especially for me, too, it became that way for me, too, because right. of you know just continual rejection, which looking back, I'm like, well, I don't blame her for rejecting me because sex was a complete disaster. And mm. there was certainly no pleasure in it for her because we thought that she was broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never told her that, but... I didn't tell her otherwise right? because uh, I didn't know. And I don't have many strengths. One of my greatest strengths is I'm not going to not figure this out. Right. Uh, and it may take me hours and days. Mm. Or I'm going to figure this thing out, whatever the thing yeah. uh, is. And so I was mesmerized that this couple, and I've always kind of viewed us and, and you know, each of us as just a science project, you know, science experiment. So I'm watching this science experiment called Phyllis and Glenn and going, wait, wait, wait. 24 hours before their wedding, they were excited about Happily Ever After. 48 hours after their wedding, Mm. they were shell-shocked and overwhelmed by what in the heck just happened. I just signed Mm. a 70-year contract. I didn't even know how long 70 years was uh, because I figured I'd die when I was 90. By that point, I was hoping it'd be sooner because I I don't know how Mm. to. And again, we were faith-based, so we're like, "Eh, you know, we're signed on, so now we're permanent. And so I just Mm. began a quest, uh, again, a very slow, initially just driven by morbid curiosity with myself, eventually figured out that when five couples are sitting around, each of them thinks the other four couples is doing are doing great. Are perfect. And they yeah. walk away going, oh, man, it must be nice to be, you know, uh, Tara and EJ or, or mm-hmm. Bill and Fred, you know, whoever, and not realizing, oh, no, 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 every couple yeah. is sitting here is struggling. Well, we didn't know that. And so then I began, especially about 10 years in, all of our friends started divorcing. So we just started asking questions and we asked the follow-up question because people say, oh, well, we just grew apart. We go, what does that mean? You grew, like on a Tuesday at six? I mean, what do you mean you started growing <laughs> yeah. apart? You know, because at some point you grew together. That's why you went on the second date. So uh, that began a quest, which eventually became a mission. And now it's mm-hmm. our passion because we have, again, fast forwarding a whole lot. We eventually figured out scientifically what happens that causes people to disconnect, which just, you know, I'm the educated one. Phyllis is the smart one. Uh, I do all the <laughs> research and the hard work, and then she actually figures out what matters. Because yeah. I was mesmerized that I figured out what causes people to disconnect, and I thought we had accomplished something great. And she's like, well, okay, so we figured out what causes people to disconnect. Mm-hmm. That's not really what people are looking for, just to say, well, you know, you two are screwed. Sorry, you're disconnected. Yeah. Uh, and so she said, well, wait, well, what if we reverse it? Is that what causes people to connect? And it is. Wow. And that's what now, uh, many mm. years later, we reference as the connection codes. Which is what our topic is going to be about today, and we're excited. And and I think it's so true because, well, first, I think the reason why our counseling center, like so many people yeah. love it here is because we created this because of our own train wreck of a relationship that happened, and we didn't oh. know. And couples love it when they come in and they don't feel uniquely broken. They're like, you guys fight mm, too. And like absolutely. 85% of the couples you see have the same. Yes. And we, it all looks different. But wow. mm-hmm. And then the stories around disconnection. Oh, we're just too tired. Oh, we work too much. Oh, we have children. Mm. Oh. And so I'm just really excited to learn this connection code. Yeah. So let's, I mean, let's dive right in. I mean, that's our audience. Mm. I mean, I think they, they love to come out of these episodes with like, hey, this is some new piece of information. Yes. Yeah. And the way in which you guys talk about it is like, hey, we've found this intervention or this way in which mm. people can, can approach their relationship that quickly makes the difference. Mm. Right. We like right. quickly. 
Our society <laughs> likes instant Absolutely. fix. Yeah. Please, yeah. thank you. Well, and the problem is if you're, you know, whatever, you break your leg, you go to a doctor, you don't want him to give you a six-month plan. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're in pain right this second. And, mm-hmm. I mean, and pain is very real and mm-hmm. it's pressing. And you're like, help me right this mm-hmm. minute. I don't want a three- to six-month plan to ease the pain slowly. Well, for us, an aha moment, and it was, you know, probably 20 years into our marriage, mm-hmm. is that, that we had this reoccurring situation where Glenn would unlock the dishwasher. And I would say to him, thank you for unloading the dishwasher. And those words right there would cause a fight. And I mean, that had happened over and over. Like literally, you're saying like that, that, yeah, not, not that dynamic, but literally those words. Literally those words. Yeah, thank you for unloading the dishwasher. He would not respond. You're welcome. He would not say that. He would respond with some snarky response. And we would just get into this fight because that never made sense to me. And finally, one day I said... Well, well to give an example, I mean, for example, I would say, well, that's not. it's not like that's the only thing I've done today. <laughs> and this poor girl would go... Wait, what? I I didn't say it was the only thing that you've done today. I'm like, well, I don't understand why you have to make such a big deal about it. You act like, you know, I never do anything worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden I'm unloading the dishwasher. It's a miracle. Let's have a party. Call the internet. Yeah, that's how you were taking it in. And poor Phyllis is going, what What in the world is going on? She has no idea. And and the the pain in this is this didn't happen once, twice, three times. This literally happened hundreds, maybe even a thousand (laughs) or more times. Just this incredible wounding. And Phyllis is just... Mm-hmm. She's lost. I mean, she has no and event, and she would just walk out of the room exacerbated because she's like, "What the heck just happened?" Mm-hmm. I told the dude, "Thank you for unloading the dishwasher," and now he hates me. Right. And now we're at odds. Now we're disconnected. And I don't know if this is going to take forty-five minutes or three days or three weeks. Yeah. And she was so overwhelmed all the time. Well, and it's you know most couples fight over the logistics, right. and they want to figure out who's right and who's wrong, yeah. and that never got us anywhere. Yeah. And so after decades of doing that, we finally were like, okay, what's happening for you? What do you hear me say? Is what I yeah. one day just said to him. And then when he told me all the things he heard me say mm. when I said thank you for unloading the dishwasher. It's like light bulbs went off for me and I realized, oh my word, it's what's happening underneath it all. Mm. And that kind of took us into this quest and and Glenn actually went back to school when he was close to 50 and and got all the way through his master's and his doctorate because it was like, okay, we're missing, it's not just logistically learning how to dance well together. Mm -hmm. It's a lot deeper than that. And that's when he got into the emotional work because what was triggering for him was a lot of just shame. Like he, he experienced shame in me saying, thank you. And, you know, which didn't make any sense to me. Right. The rest of the story is I live with one of the most productive people on the planet. She's perpetual motion. She gets more done in an hour than most people do in a week. She happens to live with a guy who is not one of the more productive people on the planet. I'm really, really nice and I'm fun and I'm amazing to have around, but it's very difficult for me to get tasks done. And you just like constantly comparing yourself to her? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So when she would say, thanks for unloading the dishwasher, I'm literally thinking she's making yeah. fun of me. You know, yeah. She's going, whoa, look at this. He actually did something uh, productive uh, for a change, which again was not anywhere in her universe, mm-hmm. but that's what I was experiencing. And I didn't have the, the words, yeah. the know-how to be able to explain that. Well, to because her. it's so automatic, right? I mean, one of the, mm. yeah. we slow down our couples to get to that shame or the underlying yeah, negative well, core well, beliefs well. that are very deep down, we call it under the hood mm-hmm. or in the basement. Mm. And when they finally yeah. recognize, like, and they do the work around understanding what's really beneath yeah. it, it's like wow moments for each of them. And that's where we actually start to see the shift in compassion right. and yes, connection because yes, yes. oh, it's like, wow. 
You yep. felt unsafe in that moment? Like I had mm. no idea. Or you felt like you're not enough, but it takes some vulnerable work to get there. Right, right. Well, and, and I love that you said that yes. because another aha moment was when we watched the movie, It's a Beautiful Mind yeah. with Russell Crowe. It's the John Nash story. Mm. Mm-hmm. And for me, that brought a ton of compassion because I didn't understand psychological disorders at all, which was a big part of our story, a big part of our relationship because Glenn is on the spectrum with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, either of us knew that. And so there were moments like that where I saw a movie and I was like, okay, wow, there's so much going on. There's so many voices in his head that's telling him something that's not what I'm saying, right. but yet I'm the only one in the room. So he's responding to me as though I'm saying those things mm-hmm. and I'm not, but yet for him, I am. Yeah. And so we learned so much through that kind of stuff. And I think that now our mission with the connection codes is to bring the simplicity of things to couples, because, you know, there are a lot of people who will never go walk into a therapist's office. We know that. And, you know, Glenn, even though he has a private practice and has worked with many, many couples and seen these tools work very quickly, his goal is always to be able to get them to a place really quickly so they can sustain this. Because most couples, even if they start therapy, they can't afford to continue for very long. And so it's the idea of let us give couples just enough so they can get started. And a lot of it is understanding emotion. For me, mm-hmm. I always said, I don't do emotion. I, Glenn has enough for both of us. And I said that over and over yeah. for years and believed yeah. it with all it's my like heart. A mantra I did not almost on. feel like you couldn't have it because then... Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. There was not enough space or enough time in a day for his and mine. And so I was just like, oh. I just opted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, of course, it was around 50 when my body shut down. Huh? Because that eventually happens. Yeah. That I had to go. Wait a minute. What's happening? And it was because I was storing all the emotion. I wasn't letting it out of my body. Yeah. Because I didn't even believe I had emotion. And so Glenn was doing all of this work in his private practice, and so then he's trying to help me. And one of the tools that we have is called the Core Emotion Wheel, and you know, it's it's a simple way to look at what's firing in our brains mm-hmm. and to understand, which I didn't know that my brain had emotion in it. Like I didn't know that every human has that. Yeah. So I really thought I could opt out. Darn it. You learned wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And so that made all the difference. Can we start like the, because you were saying the research piece of it, right? That And this is how you kind of came up with the connection code. So what did you start to learn through the research that has provided you the opportunity to, de- to give couples more of a simplistic and more quick repair than like a year of therapy, which again, couples need and you're right. They right. don't want to be in that pain for longer than yeah. they have to be. Yeah. Well, there are a whole lot of ingredients that went together. Uh, one of them uh, is the fact that I sat with so many groups of therapists uh, mm. after I started my private practice, and I would hear from so many of them that would say, you know, I've been in private practice for 15 years. I don't know if I've ever really helped any couples. Mm-hmm. And and they're just being honest. And I'm like, what the heck? Because to me, that's the equivalent of a mechanic. It's yeah. like, I don't know if I've ever actually repaired a car. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, you've been in business for 15 years? How did that uh, happen? Yeah. So. Again, I just started asking questions about that. Like, wait, what what happens there? Help me get that. And I just became disillusioned and discouraged. And I'd gone through all of this schooling, spent all of this money. And I thought, there's got to be a way to make this uh, effective. And so I had 
always feel weird saying this, but I had kind of just given up on the mm-hmm. whole process. But I had all these degrees now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I got to do something with it. So I just began researching, watching people, uh, watching interactions, and just notating stuff. Just uh, taking I had charts that I would just put check marks uh, when wow. people would disconnect, whenever they would connect. It initially, completely, um, I guess, objective, mm-hmm. just, just observing. And then after two years of that, I said, okay, let me compile all this. Wow. And then I thought, well, wait, some things began being very obvious and jumping out that, oh, okay, this works, this doesn't, this is effective, this isn't, this connects, this disconnects. And so then I began feeding interactions where he would say to her, why do you act like that? Why do you feel that way? And just why, 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 why? Well, and again, what our data showed was that people never connect when somebody asks them why. So I'm like, wait, if they never connect, well, then let's don't ask that anymore. My gosh, that seems obvious. And it it seems like a valid question. You know, why do you feel that? Why do you believe that? Uh, But then we started noticing phrases and we learned the phrase, what happens? And so I would just ask him, I'd say, hey, could you ask her what happens for her in that situation? And he would turn to her and say, babe, what happens for you there? And they would connect. And I was, and I remember the day when I came home, I'm like, babe, I think I've found oh it. My gosh, I think I've is... found a big piece of this, and we now call it following the energy. Uh, if he will follow her energy, he will discover what's happening for her, and she will feel safe. And I was stunned because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. It, it's that simple. Delete why, ask what happens. Yeah. Well, and it I is. actually got goosebumps when you said that because the why feels like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Well, it feels like yep. judgment, And I'm right? isolated. Yep. And then the what happens is like, honey, we're in this yeah. together. I really want to know. Yep. I yep. love, I, I, yeah. my mind is It feels like judgment versus curiosity. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, our protocol is that uh, why is an accusation, what happens is an invitation. Oh, why yeah. indicts, what happens invites. And, you know, a lot of this started in our own relationship. Like, Glenn was the why guy. Like, for years, he would ask me the why, Mm -hmm. and I would just panic, and I would shut down, and I would freeze, and I would... It didn't make sense to him, because he was the science guy. He loved that question. I'm just asking why. Right. Tell me why. Tell me now. Why? Eventually, the what happens for you came out of, like, our dishwasher situation, things like that. Mm. And so then when he was doing the same experimenting, like, is this just a Phyllis thing or is this mm. humans in general? Right. So with a private practice, he had a lot of clients. And so he was able to use this and go, oh, wow, this this is yeah. not just a Phyllis thing. This plays out not just even in couples and adults, but with kids too. Mm-hmm. Like when you ask a kid, why didn't you do your homework? They panic. Yeah. They feel like, oh, I'm about to get in trouble. Where if you go, hey, buddy, what's happening? You know, your homework's not done. They're a team. You guys are a team. It's a different response. And so he just started seeing this over and over, which kind of confirmed that one thing, which, of course, following the energy was huge and teaching people about emotion and how to do that in a quick way, because most people don't want to do all the research. They don't want to read a bunch of books. They want to get just make it simple. Help me understand really simple how emotions work. Well, also, and how many, sorry, honey, I know you want to talk, just one thing, but how many therapists have the scientific brains that would have the patience to do all of this tracking over two, like, not me, mm. I, I wouldn't, so this is brilliant yeah. that you mm-hmm. actually have that kind of mind. It reminds me of Dr. Stan Tatkin, 
right? He's constantly doing all of this research, like based on people's reactions. So like, I think I'm really grateful for the work that you've done Mm. to see what works and what doesn't Mm -hmm. work. Yeah, it, it also reminds me of like another like dynamic that we deal with with couples is that a lot of times the skill set that, that you have in your professional life, you try to apply in your personal life and it creates massive problems because that why for you, I assume really helped you professionally. It dug you deeper and deeper and deeper and got you to answers, but then you were trying to use it with your partner and it, and it wasn't working yeah. so well. And so, you know, in that adjustment you made for yourself, it also became this huge adjustment for tons of couples. Yeah, and that's part of what we say is that we ask why in, with science, with math. You know, there are things we ask why in, just not human behavior. Mm. Uh, because first of all, yeah. people don't know why. You can ask them, well, just keep yelling at them, why, why, why? They don't <laughs> even know why. And even yeah. if they manage to figure it out, and I think that was the great uh, misstep with Freud, is he thought if we answer the question, why, we'll solve the problem. Even if you figure out why, okay, this happens for me now because of what you know occurred when I was nine years old. So, okay, we can't yeah. time travel. We're not going to change what mm. happened to you when you're nine years old. Whereas if we find out what happens for you just right now, right in this moment, mm. that's what makes uh, the difference. Yeah. And again, that's we just started observing that and seeing couples get traction very quickly. And just like I described, you know, he asked her why eight times and they're She's totally shut down. And it was yeah. what we call a still face. Now he's getting a still face from her, which is an unbearable human experience. Yeah, absolutely. So now they're really lit up. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And when he can slow down with her and go, babe, what happened for you there? And we have another Mm -hmm. phrase we call, I missed it. And he's able to go, I think I missed something. And again, that's the the invitation Mm -hmm. that it's not that you didn't explain it well, which she may not have. I don't know. She she may have completely missed on that herself. But for him to say, babe, I think I missed something. And he did miss it uh, because he didn't know what happened for her. So this may sound redundant, but like, so Phyllis, what happened when when Glenn started asking what happened? Well, it was incredible for me because I th- I felt like a warmth, right? It was so different than the years of the why. And it was like all of a sudden I felt an invitation, a curiosity for myself because my first response was, I'm not sure, because I was so not tuned in to myself. And so when he said, what's happening, babe, I slow down myself, even to this day, like I'm not good at slowing down. I, that's my lifestyle. And, and I get a lot out of that, but I need to slow down. I need to figure out, oh, what is happening with me? And that question gives me permission to get curious about myself because I do want to answer the question, but I'm not quick at answering the question. Yeah. And so it's, it was like this incredible invitation 
of, oh, you really want to know? There's no judgment yeah. there. Mm. There's not a mm -hmm. right yeah. or a wrong. Because with the question why, I always thought there was a right or wrong answer. And I was always getting it wrong. Like my answer was never good enough. My, my answer was always a fail. And so the question, what's happening for you, it's just really personal. There's no judgment on it. Yeah. It's like, well, this is my experience in this moment. And we are so different, even after 40 years of marriage. Like, I can see a day where it's cloudy and I experience sadness in that. Glenn sees cloudy days and he just experiences joy. It's like a favorite, mm. his favorite day is a cloudy day. Mm. And so it's like, wow, even after all these years, we're still not, we don't experience mm -hmm. even the simple thing as weather as the same. And it's like, it just makes it okay. You know, it's like, hey, I accept you the way yeah. you are. And it's beautiful. Yeah. He just wants to know, you know, what's happening for you today. So how, because um, I really want to move into this intimacy piece, if it feels okay, because yeah. you did get your doctorate in sexology, but yeah. and you guys did have that initial trauma of the honeymoon night. So how does this kind of start to do this piece with, because the, the communication piece, you're creating more emotional safety, you're creating more togetherness instead of judgment. How does that start to move into the intimacy spectrum? Well... What we've done culturally is we've said that sex is, number one, an activity, and number two, it's all about uh, the logistics, the technique, mm. the you know positions, whatever. And all you have to do is go to a grocery store, stand in the checkout line, and you'll see you know Red Book, Cosmo, whatever, and I'm totally. not dissing them, but uh, you just read the articles, and it's all about logistics. Uh, you know, oh, well, you just have to have more candles or, or whatever, and not realizing <laughs> that, well, if this uh, these partners don't have emotional... Uh, depth, emotional safety, emotional connection, they're never going to have sexual connection. They can have sexual activity. You can have sexual activity with anybody, you know, all the time, and lots of people do. But if, and it doesn't matter to me, I'm not judging it, does, uh, <laughs> but if you don't have emotional connection, and that's what finally became clear to me, is that's the big missing piece. That was certainly the missing piece for us, that we weren't emotionally, this girl wasn't safe with me. She felt mm -hmm. wounded. She felt stabbed. She felt just attacked by me literally every day. And so for then, at the end of the day, for me to go, hey, babe, you want to have some wild, crazy sex? She's like, uh, nope. And she would answer the question that I asked her. And then I would walk away bleeding, you know, wounded uh, from that. Yeah. So realizing that if we, we have to start, and we actually, our first master class is called Foundations because we're laying the foundation because we also have a, a master class on sexuality. And we have to start with emotional connection. And if we don't do that, we're missing a massive piece. Again, it doesn't mean you can't have sexual activity. And it doesn't mean that you can't have fun with that. It will be, it can be pleasurable, but you won't have the depth of connection that yeah. you could have if you're emotionally connected. Well, let me see if I can answer that question a little differently. Because for us, yeah. you know, at first, we just didn't know what we were doing. Like, as in, right. we just didn't understand an orgasm. We didn't understand the female body, didn't understand mm -hmm. the difference between a female and a male's body. Just the really simple stuff. We were never taught mm -hmm. any of that, which right. sadly is true for many, many couples. So yes. we went into probably a decade of exploring all of that, learning all that, and then teaching it. And we did that probably for a, a whole decade of teaching that. And then we realized there's still something missing. And that's where the emotional piece came in. And we're like, you know what? You can become an expert in, in understanding just how the female body works, how the male body works, how's pleasure, how to create pleasure. But if you're not emotionally connected, it mm -hmm. is just not going to work. And 
it, it, for us, that's where we got to where we're like, okay, there is something with some couples, just the simple knowledge of how to do this thing mm-hmm. works, but with other couples, it wasn't working. And so mm-hmm. that's, again, I think where Glenn went into all the science and understood there's a disconnection emotionally. And when there's not safety there and there's not emotional connection, it affects your sex life in a huge way. And, and for us, to me, even for me to be able to express my fear, and even to this day, because of the early years, there's still that trauma that, you know, it pops up, that shame. And, you know, there's so much of the emotion that still happens. But if I can simply tell him, it changes everything which is incredible. And, and that is some of the tools that we have that are very fast because you don't go, well, yeah, we're going to talk about this for an hour. Most of us are like, well, yeah. no, thank you. Cause first of all, that yes. just kills the moment. But to be able to just very quickly be able to say, Ooh, babe, I'm feeling some fear. And for him to tune in, follow my energy, not try to fix me, not try to reassure me, which is, you know, another thing. It's like, no, 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 just make space for what I'm experiencing. I'm just having mm-hmm. this flashback or I'm having this memory or, or whatever. And for him to go, oh man, yeah, I get that, which we call the ooh. It's just making it's like, oh, I hear you. Like him saying, oh, okay, I hear you. And then we're done. Like it's mm. it's amazing how quickly you can connect yeah. deeply emotionally. But I think we, even as humans, once we understand emotion, we think we have to fix each other. Mm. Yeah. And then it's like, no, no, I didn't need your advice. I didn't need you to try to fix me or reassure me. Actually, I just wanted you to hear me and then we can move on. Yeah, it was interesting because when I asked you about what happened when he says, you know, what what's happening for you, like I automatically, my thoughts went right back to that moment on your honeymoon where mm. you said, I shut down, mm-hmm. you know, like I just, I'd something in me turned off for mm-hmm. years. And then when he opened up in that different oh. way with you, it began a process where maybe you started to come out, you know? Right, um, right. So, so that's interesting, right? Is because there's gateways that we give couples and we open doorways and then they're like, oh, okay. What's the process like after that, right? Like what happens when, when they begin to ask what happens and how does that evolve? Because you're saying it took 10 years after that for us to really get into the, the intimacy realm and understand it. Yeah, but really it took us a quarter of a century. And we always say we were the slow kids in the group. So uh, <laughs> I just want people to know that it doesn't, shouldn't, it won't take you a quarter of a century. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just didn't have the tools. And that's our big thing is to give people tools so that they know. Yeah. Uh, I always say that people have been trying to get a nail into a board for years and years and years, and they're wearing themselves out and they have every good intention. And we keep talking to them about intention and effort and they're trying mm-hmm. their hardest. And then we find out they're using a toothbrush to try to get the nail on the board. It's never going to work. They have the wrong tool. And then we give them a hammer and they're like, well, I'll be darned. That, that actually works. So it's just a question of, uh, of tools. So and now I've drawn a blank on what the question was. It's the 19 seconds, babe. Can you explain that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a following yeah, the energy yeah. and allowing someone to express. First of all, you got to understand emotion. You've got to be able to tune into yourself and get to the core mm. of what's happening for you and to very simply yeah. express it without paragraphs and paragraphs yeah. of explanation. It's just simply going, oh, I feel sad. And to be able to give one sentence about it and then, you know, talk about the 19 seconds. Yeah, well, Phyllis referenced the ooh earlier. The ooh is just a label. It's just some audible response. We know from research that, from brain scanning, that if someone uh, is audible, the other person's brain is tickled differently than if they're silent. So EJ can be completely tuned into his partner, listening to every word that she says, but if he's silent 
her brain starts getting triggered in the pain and the fear uh, region because she doesn't know what's happening with him. She doesn't know where he is. And again, he could be totally tuned in and be like, babe, I'm listening. Yeah, but it, so anyway, the ooh is just a, a, mm. a, an audible response. So 19 seconds, and this research came out probably about two two or so years ago, so it's fairly recent. And the first time I read it, I laughed about it, and I read it to Phyllis. I was like, this is silly. It doesn't make any sense. Because uh, the research said someone can't uh, experience an emotion for more than 19 seconds unless it's reactivated. And I thought, well, that's stupid. I've seen people experience an emotion for three days. You know, the, the Hatfields and the McCoys, generations, they have this anger. Sure. Uh, so it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. Well, then the uh, research is replicated twice. And once I hear something three times, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm missing something. So I started researching the research, which is kind of what I do spend all my time doing. <laughs> and to realize that's actually true. So Phyllis comes into me and says, you know, oh, I feel really hurt by what you said. I'm like, what? Why did you feel uh, hurt? I didn't mean anything bad by that. You know, I, I was just kidding or whatever I say. Well, I've reactivated that emotion for her. Mm-hmm. So now she may not process it for three days. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm able to ooh her, we call it the three phrases. If I'm able to go, oh, whoa, babe, what? So what happened? What did I miss there? Catch me up. I think I'm missing something. Now she's able to convey the emotion, the hurt, and it processes in 19 seconds because she has felt seen and heard. And when we figured that out, that put turbocharge into this whole thing because we're like, oh, because most people think, okay, we're going to sit down and have an hour and a half conversation about this, 45 minutes, whatever. That's pretty overwhelming for a lot of people. Whereas if we can say to people, you need 19 seconds to change the world. People can do that. Night, well, shoot, I can do anything. I can hold my breath for 19 seconds. Yeah. So when we learn that and realize that if, if she can just be present with her partner for 19 seconds, mm-hmm. they can connect. Oh, my gosh. Again, that was yeah. just the last couple of years that we figured all that out and started implementing it. Yeah. And now we're blown away. So just an example. So then if Phyllis comes in and says, "Hun, I've got to let you know there's something that I felt hurt about. Dr. Glenn, instead of you saying like, no, why you shouldn't have felt hurt, what do you do in that moment? Well, what we call the three phrases, I literally would say, oh, whoa, that was two oohs right there. Uh, what happened for you? Uh, catch me up. I think I'm missing yeah. something. Help me get it. Now, I'm not missing it because I'm an idiot or because I hate her. I'm missing it because I didn't know. I just yeah. didn't know. Yeah. In the last several years, she didn't know. Well, no, all of our relationship. She didn't know. The last several years, she has begun knowing. She's begun recognizing that, oh, I felt pain when he said that. And again, I'm I'm not just a funny person. I'm a very funny person. So I'm funny all the time. (laughs) I just want to make that clear to the audience. Um, So I'm goofing off all the time. And there are a tremendous number of things I say just to be goofy. Right. But she felt wounded. By it. Yeah. And, and again, for me to say, why? Why did you feel wounded? I was being silly. I was being funny, which is what I did with her for many, 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 many years, literally thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of woundings. And now I'm able to go, oh, wow, shoot, dang, babe, I think I yeah. missed something there. Help me get what happened for you. Yeah, I, I really relate to that in the context of our relationship because Tara has this whole thing where she she gets really frustrated with me because she, and she says, it's your deer in the headlights look. Mm. And it's very similar to what you're talking about where like she comes to me with some big emotion. And sometimes I do the why instead of saying why to her, I'm up in my head going like, why is this happening? Like, I don't mm. understand. Like, I'm confused. I don't give her some audible response quickly that also 
shows I care and I'm I want to understand more what's going on. And then she gets pissed. I mean, she gets mm. like hurt. It looks like anger yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. I go mm -hmm. farther away. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I love that like tool of like, if I feel myself freezing, if I get into an internal why of giving some audible response mm -hmm. and then approaching with a phrase that's like yeah. curiosity based. And yeah. you, you also don't like the phrase, help me understand, right? No, yeah. I like the phrases, I've got you, I've got us. Mm -hmm. I love what just happened. I love like, oh, what I just, did I just hurt you? Did I do that thing again? I'm such a jerk. What just happened? I love that. The other things are feel like, oh, I feel like you're saying there's yeah. something wrong with me. So mm. like, and, yeah. and then the what just, or what was the question you do? I'd say, uh, help me understand sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I don't know why I don't like that. <laughs> is that bad, well, you guys? Well, I can tell you why you don't like that scientifically, because the problem is he's saying to you, you need to explain this so that I will understand it. EJ is never going to fully understand Tara, ever, and vice versa. Yeah. Phyllis is never going to fully under. There are things that happen with me that make zero sense to her. Right. I, I mean, I have a Yeti cup right here. I drink from this every day. I get at least <laughs> 85 ounces a day. The straw is always lined up with the logo the way God intended it to be. Um, <laughs> Phyllis doesn't know that. Phyllis is unable to. See, I look literally, I look at that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel joy that the straw is lined up with the logo. She doesn't. <laughs> She never has. She never yeah. will. It's, she's not capable of experiencing joy about yeah. that. And she's not yeah. capable of feeling sadness if it's not lined up. Well, I'm not capable of not feeling sadness if it's not lined <laughs> up. So we are as different today as we've ever been. We haven't cloned each other. But that's just what's happening with me. For me to try to get her to understand that, mm. oh, my gosh, that's a six-week project. Because she'll never yeah, that's so uh, understand that's that. So and we her. don't even use phrases like that to say, oh, I understand. No, you don't. You don't understand what's happening. With me, yeah. you can be uh, present with mm -hmm. me. You can be safe with me, and you literally—it's just a three phrases go. Oh wow, mm, that's the ooh. Uh, so what yeah. all happens for you? Help me get that. What am I missing there? And again, she doesn't get it. She gets me. She gets that. Yeah. That is what happens mm -hmm. uh, for me. I don't step on cracks. Phyllis steps on cracks just willy nilly. I mean, she doesn't willy care about cracks all at all. It's unbelievable to watch her walk. It's weird. She just walks in a straight <laughs> line. Uh, I don't. I make. She. I always say she goes from A to B. I go. I do all the letters of the alphabet uh, when I'm walking because yeah, I get overwhelmed. I mean, it's a pain experience and a fear experience um, to step on cracks. Mm -hmm. My psyche gets disordered. I'm not trying to experience that. That's just what happens for me. That's mm -hmm. never happened for her and it never will. And she doesn't have to understand uh, that because she's, it doesn't, it, it's not possible yeah. for her to understand. It, it reminds me so much of a, of a couple this week Tara and I were working with and they were talking about this like brief period in the in recent history. And they were, they're just so caught up in the fact that neither one of them really understands the other subjective mm. experience in that mm. over that period of time. Yeah. And it's constant conflict about trying to get the other person to understand. Mm -hmm. And then we did this work with them where it was just like, you know, uh, about understanding exactly what was underneath the hood and you're not talking at all about the facts and it's just about each person finding a vulnerable way to open up but i mean one it's obviously super difficult to do that but but just having these tools these mm. like things especially you know and you're saying hey these are based on science like these words right. versus these words generate 
different responses. So I encourage people who are who are listening to this episode. I know we have already like write these things down mm. and, and try it out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We have got a mind all written down. <laughs> yeah. But I we do say to people, just try this for 30 days. Well, yeah. part of the beauty of this is there's no side effects. It's not going to eat up your liver. Uh, so just try it for 30 days. And at the end of 30 days, write us a nasty letter and say that was stupid, it didn't work. We've never gotten that letter from people. We've issued yeah. that invitation to thousands. Well, and of it doesn't people. even take 30 days. That's right. what's so incredible. Yeah, it's like amazing. when yeah. you change, like even those that are listening right now, I mean, you go home and instead of asking yeah. the normal why, whether it's of your partner or your kids or your coworkers, ask what happens. You'll be shocked the difference that you get from humans. This is not just a close partnership. This is like co-workers try that. And then you're like, whoa, that what they just shared with me just blew my mind where I would have never gotten that from my friend if I had just done the normal. And it's like what happens slows us down and people respond differently. And it's a beautiful thing to see. And then it kind of convinces you that, okay, wow, that really does change a lot of the way we interact with each other. And then it's like one of those where you go, okay, now that, now that I know that works, let me find out what what's that other thing that I'm supposed to do? Like, how do I follow the energy? Because I think a lot of times we think that we're supposed to encourage each other. Like mm. someone says, oh, I'm so stressed out. And we want to either fix it all so they're not stressed mm, out, or absolutely. we want to kind of go, oh, me too. And then we jump in our own stressful story and the person feels so unheard and so mm. unseen because we didn't yeah. find out what happened. Because even the words, I'm so stressed out, that doesn't communicate what's really going on. We don't even understand what that means for that person. Yeah. But when you say, oh, well, what's happening with that? Well, then they have to slow mm-hmm. down and go, well, uh, and then they start to think yeah. and kind of go into themselves and be able to express yeah. what's really happening. Yeah. And I think we have a lot of catchphrases that we just hear Mm. from each other. And we almost think, oh, I know what you mean when you say you're overwhelmed because we interpret it with our own definition instead of really tuning in and going, oh, what's happening with overwhelmed? And then I think it's that emotion piece, right? A lot of people don't understand just the core emotions that we all have and share. And, you know, that we have a region in our brain that houses five emotions. Like, it's not super complicated. We've just yeah. made it complicated. You know, we, those brains of ours. <laughs> to understand, people don't do that from a bad intention. Right. And that was part of our research was that, that so much of relationship therapy, marriage therapy, is directed towards intentions and efforts. And in reality... That's not the problem. So if Phyllis comes in and says, I feel sad, and I, I hug her, and I go, oh, babe, don't be sad. It's going to be a great day. You're doing great. I'm so proud of you. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I did the right thing, and I actually yeah. reactivated her emotions, and I made it much worse, uh, not mm-hmm. better. But the whole time I'm thinking, what? I encouraged her. I did a great job. Right. But, uh, it's a great intention. It's just a bad application. Well, and before we run out of time, I do want to say that we set something up just for your listeners. So if they go to connectioncodes.co forward slash renovation, we have a free class that is about breaking the cycle of frustration, which is just as far as conflict in your relationship. And a lot of the things we talked about today will be in that. So we wanted to make sure your listeners had a way to kind of get a little bit more. And then if they're interested at all in any of our masterclasses, we also have just for you guys, a special code that will give them 20% off of any of our stuff. And it's under, just use the code renovation. So we want to make sure we get that in before we go any further. 
Well, and thank you so much for doing that for our listeners because yeah. everything that I've heard today, I'm just like, I mean, I always love learning, but I'm, it just makes so much sense mm. and it feels so, it doesn't feel complicated, right. but it's research-based and it just feels like, yeah, the connection code, there yeah. it is right there. And yeah. Yeah. I'm literally going to be in my head all weekend, especially <laughs> with our four kids and everything. What happens? What happens? What happens? Right, I'm right. like going to train myself to do this. Yeah. 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 I mean, I love I love these interviews because really I feel like what we do is we offer people like a little bit of a sampling platter. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, right. hey, here's somebody. And do you connect with what they're saying? And, mm. do you, do you, and does it like, because I know, like Tara said, both of us have been like, oh my gosh, like that is going to be like mm. useful for personally mm. and for everyone we interact with, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, I'll put the codes and the links in our show notes. So yeah, please that'd be great. check out Dr. Glenn and Phyllis because, uh, you know, obviously you guys are doing amazing stuff and, mm. it, and it's always great when it's worked in your relationship, right? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to mention that that's the reason we're so passionate about this is because we're as, as mesmerized as anybody because mm. we're living it and we're right. startled because we remember the pain. We remember yeah. all of the disconnection, yeah. the fails, just the struggle, the impossible mm. day after day after week after month after year. And now we're just, it's like, really, we can process through this in 19 seconds, even 30, I mean, what the heck, I'll take 30 seconds, 60 seconds, because it used to be three days. <laughs> right, uh, right. And so we're just mesmerized by this, so we're passionate about it, because we found the cure for relational cancer. Wow. And uh, the connection codes have spread to about 60 nations now. Uh, so now we know that it's cross-cultural. It's not just right. a United States thing. And it's just, we're, we're just lit up because it's so that's beautiful. Fantastic. For us, that's plenty as far as I'm concerned. But seeing right. it affect uh, tens of thousands of other people, it's really, really exciting. Yeah, I love that. I love that you went through a hardship in your mm. relationship and you were compelled to yeah. heal in whatever ways and it's working. And right. so just thank you for your hearts mm. and for your wisdom and the research that you both have done. And just really grateful to have you on today. Yeah, absolutely. We've loved it. And we would love to yes. join you guys again. This mm -hmm. has been really fun, really special. Awesome. Well, and as always, thank you out there for listening. Check out Dr. Glenn and Phyllis. We'll put those links in our show notes today. Uh, you know, please, if, if you love this show today and you enjoyed the content, please share it. Tell a friend. You know, we still have our uh, relationship renovation at home program that there's a link in the show notes too. And we've got some great feedback from couples recently who've been going through. It's a self-paced program. There's videos, there's at-home lessons you download and can do. And, you know, check that program out. It's definitely a way to grow in service of having an amazing supportive relationship. Overall, it's been fantastic. Thanks again, Glenn and Phyllis. And uh, Terry, you want to bring us out? Yes, as always. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. You deserve an amazing relationship. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. When you need 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.